Hello, and welcome to the Get Transformed podcast of Transformation Christian Fellowship. We are so excited that you're tuning in, and we hope that you will be empowered and transformed by the Word of God. God's presence is here. and I believe as we were getting ready for Pentecost Sunday, God, when I was reading this verse in Acts 16, if you have your phone, I want you to take it out. I want you to download the TCF Church app, and I want you to take notes in your phone, all right? Download the TCF app. I want you to take notes in your phone, and you can save the notes. Eventually, you'll see that you can fill in the blank soon, and that's what we'll do um, in the weeks to come. I want to talk to you tonight about the power of worship because we've been in this series called suddenly it is a really a prophetic word that God gave me for this month suddenly and God began to speak to me about how sudden moves of the spirit is going to happen within our worship services and how sudden moves of God's supernatural favor in the marketplace specifically for your life and then it's been amazing that when you listen to the Lord, because that's who you work for, <laughs> you begin to realize the different miracles that happen. And we've been hearing nonstop praise reports within this month about how God has accelerated and moved things quickly on the behalf of his people. And it's a remarkable thing to stand as your pastor and hear these reports, these good news reports about how God is suddenly moving in his children's lives and this is amazing and we talked about for the first month how prayer activates the supernatural this month and and on tuesday i continued to talk about the faith for suddenlies i began to talk about the faith for suddenlies on tuesday i'm going to continue in that same round with talking about the power of worship because the power of worship you have to understand its significance because when you understand what, it, what, what the reason for it, then you know how to use it properly. All right? Now, suddenlies. Let's put up the definition of the suddenly. And what does suddenlies do? Sudden, for, for this message series, it is divine setups, shakeups, or interventions that happen unexpectedly in a believer and or unbeliever's life. And I want to take you to Acts 16. And Acts 16 is a familiar, well, it's familiar to some and maybe unfamiliar to, unfamiliar to others. Acts 16, verse 25, verse and 26 is where we'll be reading. And it reads like this. But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Verse 26 is important. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's chains were loosed. They were loosed. And as I was looking at this, I looked at it in another way. I was asking God to give me, uh, uh, wipe out everything I know about this, this, this text and reveal something to me that's different. And I want to begin to focus on what worship, the power of worship and its effect. 
because it said suddenly there was a great earthquake. That means when I was preparing for today, I begin to sense in my spirit that God is about to do such a great shakening within this region. I begin to sense in my spirit that God is about to shake up things in your life, that there's a great earthquake that is coming spiritually in your life that are going to shake things up in a good way. And then that way of which I'm speaking about tonight is in a way that some of us have, have, have felt like we were in this prison that certain things has not loosed in our lives. And I came to decree as a mouthpiece of God that when you worship and you lifting up your worship tonight and with the praise that we are loosing out in the heavens with our mouths that is causing a stir in the heavens and when there's a stir and there's a rumble in the heavens you got to expect that there's about to be a rumble here on the earth and there's about to be a shakening that's about to happen within this region God is about to shake and loose people out of their comfortability He's about to loose them out of this, out of this, out of this uh, entitlement that is around here. God is about to loose you out of the chains of fear. Hallelujah. God is about to loose you out of the chains of feeling like you're not good enough. That has arrested you to have to stop your progress. God is going to loose you from your own self. Hallelujah. Because if we be honest in the room that some of us hold our own selves up for what God wants to do in your life. And that is going to be caused by your worship. Ladies and gentlemen, I begin to feel stirred up about this because God is about to do, God has already done something. And if you're really sensing what he's already mapped out, there is something, there's a sound that is about to shake the earth. And that sound is coming from this place called the gathering place. And every time we assemble together, no matter how small, how large, God is doing something and the grounds of this region is about to be shaken. Hallelujah. You want to know why the devil spends time to try to keep you in your isolation? Because he knows you won't get here. Because if you get here and you release the sound out of your mouth, something will shake. That's why the enemy will send things to keep you from coming, to keep you from worshiping God. But one thing I learned out of Paul and Silas is no matter hell and how water, worship is not determined by that. Let me, Harry, point one, I want to show you something. Let me tell you this. Worship is powerful when it's from a posture of faith. Let me tell you something. I begin to, this begin to really ring loud in my spirit because many times people worship from a sense of obligation. Sometimes people worship to go through the motions. Let me tell you something. If you come into this house and just put on the front, God ain't going to move in your behalf. Worship has to be done from a place of faith. Now, let's go to Paul and Silas here. They're in this colony called Philippi. It's a Roman colony. They, this woman who was filled with a spirit of python, it said spirit of divination. Hallelujah. Had, 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 was inside of this young girl who was making, the, the, making them that region a lot of money. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Paul and Silas, they put up with her for just a little second. You know how when people irritate you after a while, you know, they were saying, oh, listen to these men. Oh, yes, Paul. Yes, Silas, you better preach. Listen to those men. 
That's how she was. They feel at the Holy Ghost. Listen to these men. And Paul and them got irritated. And they said, in the name of Jesus, devil, come out of her. So because of the power they walked in, the demon came out. And now they can't make money off of her anymore. They get mad and say, these two men are preaching a gospel that we're not too fond of. Let's get rid of these men. So by the time we come to verse 25 and 26, Paul and Silas has been beaten. Rods and the rods had struck their backs. These men were beaten right there. And they're now in the prison. And the Bible says that at midnight they were singing. Many of us, if life has beaten us bad, will begin to... You're in the prison, you're with other prisoners, and all the other prisoners heard was nothing but foul language and groanings like, oh my God, why am I here? Okay, let me, let me paint the picture for you. I have to paint it. So I'm already chained, but your chains are fastened to something. This is how the jail cells work. So mind you, they're fastened like this. He's bleed. Paul and Silas are bleeding. They just, they, they fresh, the scars are fresh. You know when your scars are fresh and it's out in the open and it sting? You ever helped that feeling when you came, when you didn't ride the bike properly, you fell off your bike and you got that scrape? Thank you, Daniel. They're like this. And they're not complaining about just being beat, but they're praising and singing with joy. How? Because when you worship from a place of faith and not your current, oh my God, when you worship from a place of faith and not based upon your feelings. <laughs> ah, it does something to heaven. John chapter 4. John chapter 4. It says, but the hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father is seeking such to worship him. Verse 24, God is spirit and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. Ladies and gentlemen, their worship has to be grounded in faith because it's not about you. It's just not about the spirit behind your worship, but it's about the truth that you worship in. That's why Jesus told the Samaritan, you Samaritans worship what you don't know. And you got a lot of people praising God on information that they really don't know. <laughs> he said, you worship what you don't know. But what Paul and Silas knew was the God of their salvation. And when you truly know God for yourself, and when you know what God has done for your life, you go off of what you know about God and his faithfulness towards you. And so no matter if I'm chained up, I worship God from a place of faith. We don't know what they were worshiping. We don't know what songs, excuse me, we don't know what songs they were singing. 
We just know they were singing hymns. We don't know what they exactly prayed, but we know they were doing something because prayer is a form of worship and all forms of worship has to be rooted in faith. So you say you, you Samaritans worship what you don't know, but the time has now arrived that no longer will you have the spirit, the zeal to worship, but you'll know what you're worshiping. See, if you don't take time to study God's word, you don't know about his goodness. Hallelujah. Your grandmother's knowledge on God is not enough because that's her revelation. That's not yours. Hallelujah. It matters when you get your own personal revelation and your own personal relationship with God because you worship God from that place. You worship God for the truth. Yeah, I didn't have no money, but God provided. Yeah, I didn't know I was going to make it through school, but God gave me help and that is my strength in the time of trouble. Oh my God, I worship God from a place of I know God is for myself. You don't got to tell me, you don't got to pump me up because I worship God from that place. Oh God, I worship him from a place of faith. I worship him from a place of faith. I believe, I believe it even though I don't see it. Hallelujah, I'm in this prison. I'm in this dungeon, but God is still good. Because guess what? When you worship God from a place of faith, you begin to understand that it's not based upon your feelings. It's not based upon what I'm going through. But the Bible says, bless the Lord at all times. And it's... This praise shall continually be in my mouth. It'll be continually in my mouth when things are not going right. It'll be continually in my mouth when things are going right. I, with everything, give God thanks for is the will of God concerning you. I dare you to take five seconds and shout out hallelujah. I worship God from a place of faith. I worship God from a place of belief. Hallelujah. So he's fastened. He's fastened here. Paul and Silas are jailmates. Here. You can't worship God from a place of being silent. Some people come with this little quiet thing. That's fine. When you, but when you need a breakthrough, you do anything you can for it. Come on. That little cutesy stuff don't get you nothing. Hallelujah. You got to get undignified. Oh, my God. I don't care what you. You got to get undignified. That little cutesy stuff. Hey, how you doing? Oh, thank you. Oh, I don't want to mess up my makeup. I don't know who here. Oh, y'all ain't trying to talk to me tonight. Let me just give God enough. Hallelujah. Amen. No, no. When you need a breakthrough in your life, that cute stuff don't work. You need to get undignified. You got to do stuff that you've never done before. See, blind Bartimaeus praised God on faith. He praised God. He said, hey, hey, Jesus. Hey, hey, hey. I'm right here. They said, blind Bartimaeus, shut up. I'm not shutting up now. This is my time to get deliverance. This is my time to get breakthrough. Jesus is right here. You think I'm going to shut up for you? I'm not shutting up right here. My Savior's here. (laughs) 
Paul and Silas locked up and they chilling. This is astonishing to the prisoners because they're not used to this type of sound, this heavenly sound. They're not used to that. They used to people cussing them out, cussing each other like, oh my God, bleep, 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 bleep. I can't believe I'm bleeping here. Let me get out of this bleeping place. I can't wait to get out of this bleeping place. This is unjust. And these men at midnight, some of them were probably asleep. How about how you feel if they were sleeping in the prison and you heard this little light of mine? I want a little, come on. How would you feel? Like, shut up. You're going to die anyway. You would be like the prisoners, shut up. I just want to be in this prison in peace. And they just singing. Hallelujah, you have won the victory. I'm just going to sing. They didn't have that song back then. They were just probably singing God's goodness and his mercy, just singing the Psalms. Hallelujah. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. Hallelujah. He making me lie down in green pastures. This ain't green, but he making me lie down in it. Hallelujah, because I worship God from a place of faith. Give me point two. Worship is powerful because it elevates us to where God dwells. God does not dwell in the natural. God does not dwell in the natural. He does not dwell in the natural. You got to go to where he is. Hallelujah. You can be in a prison, but God will come there. Hallelujah. Because guess what? When you worship, you've tapped into the supernatural. You give God, my God, you, oh, okay. That sounds like one of my children. Let me go down there and see what's going on here. Hallelujah. When you start beginning to worship God, you got to elevate yourself to where God is. Why are you elevating your your problems over God? You need to elevate yourself where God is and elevate God over your problems by getting in his presence. He just doesn't make any sense. They're in the prison. They're beaten. And they, oh my God, their, 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 their legs are shackled. Their, 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 their hands are shackled. And it's cutting off um, circulation. But yet they're still worshiping God. Even though my circulation's getting cut off. But I still have a mouth. The power of life and death is in your tongue. Listen. Yeah, you can't be in prison in a dead place and speaking death. That doesn't make sense. You got to speak life over yourself. You got to get in that prison and you got to speak life over yourself. Because guess what? If you want God to shake up some things, you got to go to where he is. You got to go to where he is. And you know what? Not only do you have to oh my God, not only that, but God can come to where you are. He said, if you draw nigh unto me, I'll come draw nigh unto you. He said, you call and I will answer. Listen to me, God, you got to go to where God dwells. You trying to fight your problems in the natural. That doesn't make sense. You can't fight a natural problem with natural remedies. You can only fight a natural problem with a supernatural remedy. And that's Jesus. 
you got to go to where God is and that's what worship does worship now oh my God worship brings you into the place of where God is and when you go to where he is you come in there with thanksgiving Psalm 100 verse 4 come on Psalm 100 verse 4 says enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise being thankful to him and bless his name see this is the way that you come to God you come in his gates with thanksgiving I don't come in his oh my God don't come in his courts with an ungrateful heart I know things ain't been going well I know you've been having a little trouble but there's still something to be thankful for you can still find God's goodness in anything hallelujah 2017 was one of the worst one of the roughest years of the life and it's hard to try to find something good when there's just a lot of bad going on but the very fact of the matter is I can thank God because I'm right here and I'm still here and I got something to be thankful for I got life and I got health and I got strength Go to the next verse. The Bible says in Psalm 22, verse 3, it says, But you are holy, enthroned, enthroned in the praises of Israel. That means he comes into where he's a holy God, and this holy God will bring himself to this mortal person. Because he's hearing the sound of his glory. God is attracted to what he loves, and that is his glory. Oh my God. That's why you can't worship God with that, that, that the little, I'm just going through the motions and all of that stuff like that. That ain't attracted to God. There's no glory in that. There ain't no glory in that. God is waiting for you to come to him. Oh my God, because he will enthrone himself. He will come. The Bible said Jesus even mentioned this even further when he says, where there's two or three gathering in my name, I will dwell there in the midst. That means if there's worship in my name, I will come. That means if you're preaching about my name, I will come. See, Jesus don't just come to any old gatherings that is so-called in Christ's name. He comes to the ones that are centered around his glory. He don't care about your little fish fry. He don't care about none of that junk. He cares about what he loves. He don't give, oh my God, God don't care about your pastor appreciation days. He don't care about your little church anniversaries. He don't get, he don't care. As long as his glory is there, that's what he'll come to. He don't care about how many things you got on your program. If the ushers are wearing white gloves, he don't care about that stuff. He don't care if you got lights and LEDs and you don't got his presence there. He don't care about that. He don't care if you don't got coffee or tea or none of that junk. All he cares about is his glory. He don't care about that. He don't come in that junk. He wants everything centered around him. He don't care. That's, oh my God, wherever, (laughs) hallelujah, the Bible said wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. He got to be there in order for it to be liberty. It don't matter if he's not there. I don't care. There's no liberty in that place. Just because you have your service open every Sunday don't mean he's there. Hallelujah. He only enthrones himself 
to where they're sincere, sincere hearts. Because even Jesus said, these people praise me with their lips, but their hearts are far away from me. Hallelujah. You can give them the lip service all day. You can give them all the little nice things, but God ain't pleased with that. He wants where your heart is. And if your heart is not postured to him, let me tell you, those will be just like tingling brass. Verse point three, I'm getting out of here, we're closing. Worship is powerful because it provides a channel for God to manifest his power and presence in our lives. These men were singing, bruised and beaten. And guess what? God, through their praise, see praise and worship is an expression of your faith. And I can tell where your faith is by the level of your worship. I'm not just talking about with the clapping of your hands. I'm not just talking about with the singing of your voice. I'm talking about your life. I'm talking about your prayer life. I'm talking about how you treat others. I'm talking about all of that stuff. I'm talking about the level of your faith. It's determined by the, oh my God, the, your worship. And when you express yourself, when you express yourself in worship, you are expressing your faith. And the only thing that moves God is faith. And if your faith, oh my God, if your praise don't got faith behind it. God is going to sin. But if your faith got praise behind it, God will just jump in right there. Because you provided him a channel. Paul and Silas provided God an opportunity. And what happens is the shaking. Oh, man. That's really the point I'm getting to because the effect is the shaking because Paul and Silas didn't seem like they were getting out of there. But the very fact of the matter is there was a rumble in the heavens and that rumble in the heavens said, you know what, you know, and, and you know, some some scholars will say that Luke's uh, Luke's uh, statement about a great earthquake came was an exaggeration. And the reason why they will say that is because this specific part, uh, this specific part in the world was accustomed to experiencing tremors. No tremor is strong enough to do and loose them. I don't see Luke's statement an exaggeration. It wasn't exaggerating what God did. It said it was a great earthquake. It says it was a, a strong one that not only set them free, but set every prisoner free and loosed them. The rumble happened. And with this great earthquake, because they were chained, but they were fastened to something. And with that, it shook the walls enough to break them loose. I don't know what it is that you need to shake yourself loose from, but there is a worship that's in your mouth that will shake the very foundations of your life. Hallelujah. There's a rumble in your voice that will cause heaven to come down where you are and just enthrone himself. Give God the channel to come through. That's what the power worship does. It provides God 
See, here's the thing. It's the fellowship with God. And they're fellowshipping with God in this prison. And God moves. And a suddenly, a great earthquake. It just began to shake. It shook open. And some of you, you've been loose. You've been, you've been chained up. You chained up. And you've allowed yourself to stay chained because there's no faith behind or confidence behind your worship. And God wants to break you free. But he's waiting for you to come to where he is. There's a suddenly that's about to happen in this region. And there's a suddenly about to happen over your life. But if you're not there, their worship is going to bring it out. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. Stand to your feet. Oh, my God. And I want you in this moment right here. In this moment, I'm going to count the three. And I, what, I want you to put, on, put in your mind whatever you need God to loose you from. I don't care what it is tonight. I want you to put it in your mind right now. Because on the count of three, we're going to lift up a loud shout unto the Lord. And this shout is going to be like the Jericho walls of your life coming down. It's the shout of your, it's going to be like the earthquake that happened for Paul and Silas. If you need breakthrough, I don't know what that breakthrough is in, but if you need breakthrough in this house, I'm going to count three. And I want you to give God the loudest, the most undignified shout of praise that you got in this room tonight. Are you ready for it? Come on, let me hear your mouths now. Are you ready for it? On the count of three, one, two, three. Come on, hey! come on, yes! Come on and give God the loudest shout until you hear the rumble happen. God is about to break open it. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Come on, lift up the sound of worship. Come on. Worship God in your own way right here. Thanks for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. We hope that you subscribe so that you can continue to be empowered by the latest podcast. For more information on Transformation Christian Fellowship, visit our website at transformationchristianfellowship.org or download our free mobile app on the App Store or Google Play Store. If you would like to support this ministry, simply text TCF1 to 77977. We thank you for your generosity and for listening to the Get Transformed podcast. And remember, transformation starts here.